Today is September 11th, and the Yankees have been rained out, much to my pleasure, because I was so tired. I am much more excited to record the voicemail up at at a reasonable hour. It's Talking Yanks, and we're talking about whatever you guys would like to talk about. So let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in on this fine day. Hopefully you're catching this early on Thursday morning because it's doubleheader day. It's back-to-back doubleheader day. We got a lot of voicemails to record. We got a lot of fun to have. This one, Jake, is brought to you by Roosevelt's Shirts. Our friends over at Roosevelt's. We're getting up to an occasion soon where I'm going to pop on my Roosevelt shirt. So be ready for those pictures. Be excited. I got a fresh haircut the other day. Uh, It's going to go great with my plethora of Roosevelt shirts, their conversation starting shirts. You can't go buy a carton of milk without someone asking, where'd you get that shirt? Official fact, they're blowing up. Yankees wear them. Judge wore the Sandlot one. They wore the Savages one. People are collecting them. They're collector's items. So if you want to go collect yourself some Roosevelt shirts, go to rsvlts.com slash jumboy to get 20% off. Jake, how you doing? Hello, Jim. Hello, operator. I'm doing well, man. Happy, happy Wednesday, Wednesday night. Yankees game got rained out. Um, I'm I'm doing generally well. Had a couple weird, uh, like nine eleven moments today, just because it's so crazy. How how many years later, and the different feeling and stuff around it. And every year you see something new, like Soto Sano, who's been a big follower follower of us a while showed me like the dogs that were involved and yeah. like saving lives and stuff and it's uh it's just crazy i know everyone everyone now <laughs> tells their own story of where they were and all that stuff and it's it's funny thinking of some of the younger people but um i don't know that that's kind of crazy had some weirdos had had some weird thoughts around that today and then now i'm back in yankees baseball babe um i watched three videos every september 11th um and I did look at that dog thread. Uh, the boat lift, which I shared on Twitter. Uh, yep. President Bush throwing out the first pitch, a little like do- ESPN 33 on that. And the the man in the red bandana. And I cry my eyes out and feel terrible and then feel uh, great about like the community that rose up. So, yeah, that's uh, it's always a whirlwind day. I think it's important. I always text my little brother, uh, intern Luke, and I say, hey, watch these. You don't. It's corny. Uh, you really shouldn't forget. Uh, we're coming up on like 20 years, so it's crazy. That dog yeah. thread was awesome. Um, yeah, so there's that. Yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, it was just kind of funny, especially you and I kind of work in these contained environments now. I'm I'm normally in my apartment with the dog all day, and you, those Talking Yanks faithful that listen heard me open up uh, Sharp Stats yesterday, and we, we recorded on the 10th, but we say the next day's date, and I was like, 
I look at the date and I was like, today is September. Oh, it's September 11th. Like I was taken aback because normally I'm like in a work environment and there's kind of a buildup. But um, so, yeah, just uh, appreciate it. And hey, it's uh, pretty cool that you and I get to talk Yanks, Jim. Yeah, I was in seventh grade and I, this is I'll do this quick. And my uh, tech ed teacher, Mr. Vogel, looked at the classroom and said, you guys will never forget where you are. And you'll never forget who I am when I'm about to tell you this. And he's correct. I remember exactly where I was and who told me, and it's a crazy moment. But, all right, the rest of the show should be pretty light and pretty crazy. So uh, Hey, Sevy, Sevy just pitched, and I, I, was, I was nervous to say anything official, but it sounds like he sounded good, and it's, there's a good chance he is going to be pitching Tuesday the 17th where we're having our Talking Yanks event. If you're interested in that, check it out. Tweet at us. We'll get you a ticket. All you could drink, all you could eat. Savvy. I'll, I'll pretend to promise. Stanton will be back. Oh, D- Dellen's great, too. Dellen will be there. Um, Hicks will get a new right arm. Everyone's going to be there, so come join us. Hicks is done. I feel terrible, Hicks but Hicks is done. Uh, we'll see if it comes up in a voicemail. I just saw someone that said it might be the third field player that might get Tommy John in the past like year and a half. Jeez. That'd be insane. Jeez, I'm crow, Jake. All right, here are the voicemails. We got a lot. Hopefully we can get through them. If we don't get to all of them, we apologize. Hey, how's it going, guys? This is Oliver Collins from Vancouver, Canada, transplant originally from Cronut Hudson, New York. I just finished listening to your Red Sox recap podcast. It was amazing. That was my favorite podcast I ever heard from you guys. You know, so much fun from start to finish and really stuck the landing. I was thinking when I was listening that you know, I feel like the Yankees are in baseball to enjoy that. That was just a fun listen. And that got me feeling appreciative. So I thought I'd just call in, send some appreciation to what you guys have done this year. You know, you really increased my uh, my enjoyment of the season. And um, finally, I wanted to appreciate the season as a whole. I mean, whatever happens in the playoffs, a hundred times this year or more, all of our moods are going to have been increased by a Yankee win. There hasn't really been a not fun part of the entire season. You know, the injuries sucked, but then that just led the way to uh, new contributions and new people that we grow to we grow to love. So, anyways, just want to say whatever happens in the playoffs, you know, great job, guys, and uh, so I'll appreciate the season. Thanks a lot. Good job by intern Luke opening up on such a positive note. Thank you, Oliver. That was very nice. Those Canadians right. are a delight. We, we opened with 9-11 memories. We get a big compliment, a little different start to talking Yanks. The, the one line that cracked me up in there, Jim, was he was talking about there was a, at first my instinct, if someone gives me a compliment, I'm going to downplay it first. And I was going to be like, oh, you didn't like the other 400 episodes we put out? That's that rude. That was the best one. Uh, but, Jim, the part that I loved, <laughs> he goes, yeah, you guys, great episode. You even stuck the landing. And I was just thinking about how many of our episodes just end with us just going silly off the deep end. And what was the there's ending? Probably a, there's probably a few people out there that are like, oh, boy, we're losing them again. Good episode, and that's it. What was the ending to the Boston episode? I'm trying to remember right now, but I just know there's a lot of there's a lot of eps that end with you and me off the rails pretty hard. <laughs> Do you think that's what he was referencing there? Like usually ending side. <laughs> like maybe that was maybe that was a subtle jab. Um, and yeah, the only only thing because I just saw this on Twitter and I I think it's an interesting interesting note that a lot of Yankee fans would probably get wrong. Um, whatever happens this postseason is going to happen. 
Uh, the Yankees are going to finish with the most wins this decade by any baseball team, but they might not get a World Series. Jake, I liked what he said where there really wasn't like a bad part of this season. Like more than a three-game yeah. stretch, right? No, so far. We're talking so far. It's been pretty good. Like what's the worst stretch? Like we lost to the Tigers early on. It was like the start of the season. We were like six and nine or something like that. We lost the series to the Baltimore and the Tigers to start the season. Then we got swept by Houston. And that was probably worse because the injury started like Andy Hart and Stanton just went down. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, oh, shit, this could not be fun. But um, no, it's a, a every everything that the three games in Boston, that was probably the lowest part of the season. Yeah. And I, I mean, but still, we still had like a big lead on the division. Like times weren't that bad. I mean, every, everything's been pretty nitpicky. A couple half starts. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Um, like there hasn't even been a point this season where we've looked at a position and be like, God, I, I hope that guy comes back because it's the story of the season. All the replacements have been so good. Someone gets hurt. Cameron Mabin plays great. Mike Ford plays great. Like it's always the next man up. It's it's a corny phrase, but it's <laughs> if there's a team that can live by it, it was this this Yankees team. It was. Man, good call by Oliver. Thanks, Oliver. I'm going to go listen to the end of the Boston episode to f- hear our stuck landing because I don't remember it all. Yeah, tough. What's up, Jimmy and Jake? It is your best good friend, Artie, from Providence calling in. Artie? Um, I just read the news that Dombrowski was fired. You just hate to see something like that happen. Um, anyways, here's my question for you guys. Um, clearly, there are three contenders right now for that wild card spot. One of them is going to win the wild card game. And we as Yankees fans want the Yankees to have the best record in the AL. So who would you want to face if you could pick of those three teams, Oakland, Tampa Bay, and Cleveland? Personally, right now, I'd pick Cleveland because they are cooling off the most. Um, but interested to hear what you guys think. Let me know. Love you. Bye. Love you too, Artie. Jake, someone asked me this. They're like, I don't think I got my call in time for a voicemail app. But same question. Like, who do you want to face in the uh, DS, Oakland or I th- Minnesota? I think we have the same last pick, right? The last team we want to see would be Oakland, right? No. Are the Rays included? Yeah. The Rays are the last team I'd want to see. Really? Why is that? I think it would sting the most if they lost. I hate whoever runs their social media team with a passion. And I think their pitching is the scariest. So you think competition-wise, they're also the last team? Because I get if we lose to the Rays, I mean... That would be jokes for months and months and months. But you think pure baseball, it's it's also the Rays? Yeah. Uh, I mean, playing in the Trop sucks. Yeah. The only thing, the thing is Tanaka has their number. I just, I mean, this Oakland could is come back pure... to bite me in the butt talks. Sure. Twins, I don't, I still don't see as a threat. Twins, Twins are tough because, like, they could have an incredible playoffs and you'd look back and be like, damn, they, yeah, they mash, they're good. Or they could, like, easily be swept and you'd be like, yeah, that's kind of what we thought, huh? And I'm um, leaning towards the latter. And Oakland, I just don't, we just play so bad in Oakland. But exactly. I don't, but I don't think Oakland's, I don't think their pitching's that good. Like, I think you can navigate through them pretty, pretty easily. Their lineup's yeah, I mean, good. Man- 
Manaya's back. He looks crazy good. I mean, they've got a lot of good bullpen arms. Uh, for me, I guess I'd the team I at least want to play is Oakland, second Tampa, third the Twins. You the Twins are your your most want to play. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. The Rays though, it just would sting. Fuck the race. I mean, it would sting, but I mean, we're a better team. We've played at the Trop a bunch. We don't have to travel to the West Coast, especially the place that's literally been our house of horrors. That's good. Um, that's yeah. that's a good point. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll go with you, but. And like the the Rays lineup, man. I mean, they're they're a good team, but like, like you you mentioned Tanaka's numbers with our full bullpen. Like, I think. Okay. Sorry, Tampa. Uh, Steve from Philly, who I met the other day, I believe, in Lavalette. Nice. He left a voicemail, and it was the same question. I was supposed to play him back-to-back, but I fucked it up. So now I'm just skipping yours, Steve. I apologize. You want me to say I fucked up? I fucked up. They're not bad. Hey, this is Tim from Chicago. You want to finish it? <laughs> I, if you don't know, that's a classic Jim Calhoun quote. Google it. But the, there's so many good parts. I can't just because I could go through the whole thing. I, t- I saw Ryan Gomes. He was 6'5", 290 pounds. I took Karam Butler and whoever Okafor. Mecca Okafor. They're, They're not, not bad. bad. <laughs> hey, this is Tim from Chicago. Um, on my morning commute, and I'm listening to after the Rangers game podcast, and you guys were talking about um, how you don't think Giancarlo and Hicks might be back, or you're not, like, getting ready for it. Who would you rather have, Giancarlo or Hicks, if they're fully healthy? Who would you want back? Hicks is a uh, switch hitter, so it gives you the lefty advantage. Um, Giancarlo, when he's right, he's a stud. Also, you said that Giancarlo could possibly only be a DH because he can't really run that well, um, because he might be stiff. So who do you think they take, Edwin or Stanton for the playoff roster? Because I don't see them taking two of them, and then that puts Voight in the hole. So just let me know what you think. Love what you guys are doing. All right, bye. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Chad from Rockaway, New Jersey. Um, I'm definitely one of those people that is terrible at, you know, leaving voicemails. But uh, I just wanted to hear you guys both on the playoff roster. Um, I'm assuming they're going to take 13 position players and 12 uh, pitchers. And also uh, everyone debating between uh, Stanton and Talkman. I wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on that and for the playoff roster. I don't even think it's close, obviously. Um, but, yeah, thanks, guys. Take it easy. Bye. Well, that's dated, right? Um, Jake, Stanton and Hicks. Hicks is not likely, so I was kind of right on that sad premonition. If 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 he was, just we'll do this quick. Stanton. It's fun. Yeah, same. Just because how good guard he's been. Yeah, Guardy's been fine and Stan's and the Stan top. could win. Stan could Stan could have a good a normal series and win the ALCS MVP. Yeah, he's like one of the best players in baseball. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next. And I am worried about how quick he can like turn it on. I you know, because he is a guy that like he was tinkering with new stances, new approaches. Right. And if he doesn't have time, does he just default back to that swing and that stance? And is it low slider, low slider? You know? Um so it'll be very interesting. I think he does need to play the outfield. If he can DH only, that puts Edwin at first and Voight as like a platoon 
bench player? And then where does that even like go? Because I yeah. I do do think like Stanton is in the lineup. Um, but it's very tricky. Oh, I think they're crossing their fingers and saying, "Hey, Stanton, we need to get you running. Like at least enough to play." He played all of last September with a partially torn hamstring, so played the outfield then. So maybe he can do it again. Yeah, and so obviously someone mentioned Talkman. Talkman hurt his calf. He's out. Um, it it gets bizarre, man. It we have to see Giancarlo Stanton. Um, can he play the outfield? If he can, you probably don't even play him in left field at the stadium, anyways, because it's a giant left field. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm falling head over heels for Edwin. I'm having odd thoughts about him. I love him. It's going to be so much like who's swinging a good stick, how healthy is Stanton. And, like, dude, it, it starts getting bizarro, man. Where where do you put Stanton in the lineup? Do you put him four? Do you put him eight? Do you put him – I mean, He's going mean, to be it, at the top of the lineup. Are you kidding yourself if you don't think, like, when he comes back in these September games? I don't know right. about postseason – but let's do September 1st. He's going to be, they right. said he's going to be back by the next homestand, possibly. Yeah. So what gives us, that gives us, if he's back by the next homestand, Jake, that gives us 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 games, which isn't a lot, but it's enough to be like, what do we got here with Stanton in the outfield? Yeah, and... And at the plate, man. I mean, here, if he's healthy, he's on the roster. If Giancarlo Stanton comes back and he does struggle, I think you can comfortably be like, you can leave him mostly on the bench for the division series. You know what I'm saying? You can save him for like a spark if you need it, a pinch hit at bat, something like that. I, I think that would be fair. I mean, if he comes in and he starts raking, it's Giancarlo Stanton. So it's like not a discussion. Um, Is it Edwin over Voight easily for you? As of right now, but I mean, you mentioned the 11 games or whatever starting next homestand, so we've got a couple more before that. I mean, what if Luke Voigt gets crazy hot? <laughs> like I could, I could easily flip-flop. 16 games left in the season. I mean, Luke Voigt's the kind of guy that could hit you know, 400 with a 500 on base and five home runs in that span, and it wouldn't surprise you. So it's it's really going to be – I know it's a fun game to play, but it's going to change when we get there. What did we say about Jay Happ a couple episodes ago? That he was ugly and you hated his guts, and I said, Jake, that's I rude. I never said he was ugly. You did too. You said he looked like uh, the I beast. I think he's handsome. Oh, I like him too. Okay. Hey, fellas, uh, Spencer in Midtown here, first time, long time. Just watching our boys play. Guardy just hit the home run. Notice that Cam doesn't opt for the hug with Guardy. He went for the uh, good old ass slap. Thoughts on that? I think that fits with Guardy's personality a little bit. I found it kind of funny. Just curious what your take was. Uh, congrats on all the success. Uh, looking forward to the episode. Thanks. Thank you, Spencer, from Midtown. And what a wild thing because the six voicemail was sponsored by Blue Chew. 
and it kind of adds up. Blue Chew is prescribed online and it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness about how your dick doesn't work. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Not me, Blue Chew. But yeah, me too. If you visit BlueChew.com and you get your first shipment free. Free. Free boners. When you use our special code, JOMBOY. Just pay $5 shipping, so not $5 boners. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHEW. C-H-E-W dot com. Promo code JOMBOY. Get it for free. Take it, let us know how it goes, document it, maybe vlog it, send it in, uh, Talking Yank sponsored fan content of just that time lapse of your wiener growing up. Yeah, send some before and afters. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you, Blue Chew, very much for sponsoring this voicemail about how, um, what is it? How Maven doesn't hug Gardy. He slaps his ass. Well, Gardy's not into yeah. that soft shit. No. Hug me. Punish me, Daddy. Well, Jake, don't be overtly sexual. What did I say? I don't, I, people are weirded you out. Do, you do the blue chew ad. I just start scratching my leg over here. You or Noodle? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you think Maven went for a hug and Gardner was like, nah, dude. In our dream world and the character that we built Brett Gardner up to be, I picture him, Maven, going for a big old hug one time. You know, he's waving the fingers. Come here. I'm going to give you a big hug. And Brett Gardner grabs him by the top of his jersey, and he says, Cameron, you'll slap my ass. Yeah. Whispers it into his neck. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. This is getting too. It got a little weird. Uh, they're They're both from the Carolinas, so maybe there's something there. Oh, that's what it is. It's not that Guardy doesn't like hugs. It's that it's, it's a Carolina, Carolina thing. thing. It's a Carolina thing. Yeah. Damn, cool. That's even more cool. Hey, boys. Tim from Chicago. Um, one of the things that I've been thinking about, I don't know, John Boy, you're going to hate me for this, but I think if Jay Hap can put together a good September, how he's pitching now, I do think he deserves a spot in the bullpen. I'd rather have him come out for three to four innings then Montgomery come out for two or three innings when he hasn't really shown himself. I don't even know what they're going to do with him, if they're going to bring him up to the majors or not. But, I mean, Hap at least has that experience. Um, I'd love to see what you guys think because this is going to put the Yankees in a tough spot if um, if Hap can put out a good September. All right, let me know what you think. Okay, guys. I mean, I'm, I think this is a big switch. Thank you, Tim, from Chicago. I think this is a big switch, Jake. I think I was being overtly aggressive against you the other episode, but uh, Hap with his three good starts is the long man on the playoff roster. Yeah, I got. I I played the trump card when I told you the play on the playoff roster. You need a stretched out guy. Oh yeah, and I admitted you were right then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, the Hap thing's hilarious, man, because if he gets shelled his next start, I, I think we're going to hate him again. Um, but I don't know, man. He's he's teetering a fine line where if he 
if he keeps cruising, he's going to have a hell of a September. He's at what is it, 15 and a third scoreless, and he's pitching against Detroit as part of a double header tomorrow? One of tomorrow's lineups is going to be gross. Or, or do you think they go one good, one gross? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's one ticket, whatever the term is, double header. Uh, so yeah. it's thirty minutes after the first one ends, the next one starts. So one of these lineups is going to be fifty. You think it's going to be fifty fifty? I think they go fifty fifty because squad. You, you need to win the first game because you can't get risk. You can't risk getting swept by Detroit. So you're going to have a you're going to have a B plus lineup out there. And then the second game, I mean, you still don't want to lose the series, so you're probably going to have a B minus lineup. Um, that's there's some analytics for you. Manalytics. Almost just said the f word. You did fundamentals, the big fundy, the big fundy. Oh yeah, next caller. Fellas, it's Boobock from Nebraska. Hey, uh. Sorry, I'm not on the lawnmower today, nor am I drinking a nice cold silver snoot. Just listening to the uh, Oakland recap episode, um, and uh, you were talking about your Roosevelt shirts that you got, John Boy. Um, you mentioned how you might wear them at an upcoming event, and uh, being that I was at the first event, but it got rained out, um, I just got to throw this out. You can't wear those. John, you can probably wear those. Jake, you can't. You got to give them the full experience. Wear the cutoff. Talking Yanks. Look sexy. Get it done. Love you guys. Go Yanks. Nice. Thanks, Bubak. Well, it's a different event that I'm wearing the Roosevelt's at. I think, maybe. Not locked in. The talking Yanks event. I'm talking Yanks event. I'm going to be wearing my talking Yanks at the stadium shirt. You think I'm not going to fit in? Like the whole a whole crew can't be in one shirt, and I'm in a different shirt. That's called being a loser. Right. What am like, I? An independent mind? Fuck out of here. I'm a follower. Who wants to be? Who wants to be the asshole in a crowd of people with the same shirt? And you're the guy that's cut up your shirt. You're no sleeves. Your belly's hanging out. Well, Jake, you don't want to be that person. You have that is your trademark, and it's cool that you have that. I've been having a fat week and a half, so I gotta I gotta like tighten it up for the next three days. Yeah, well, the Swedish fish killed you. Just don't say those words. When uh, can you get a PO box? At some point, I want to get an address that you check. I want to leak it, and I want people to just mail you Swedish fish. Yeah. Um. No, I don't want that. What if Swedish Fish sponsors something? I mean, it ran through my mind. Um, it's just it becomes like a matter of like 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 genuine like life and death. Like yeah. Every time every time I go to town on a five pound bag of Swedish Fish, like that that removes a year easily. Okay, hold on. Let me just send a quick tweet to Swedish Fish. Oh. Sponsor, talking Jake, question mark. That's all. That's all. These are so delicious, they make me violently ill. Get yours today. Once I eat one, I eat so many that I get depressed and mad at myself. I lose complete control of myself as as a person in this society. Yeah. If I mix one with blue chew, 
I end up fucking my dog. Well, that's not it. Hey, John Boy Jake. Bill from Austin. So we've seen how important rest days are throughout the season, especially for guys like Judge um, and other guys in the lineup. How do you think Booney's going to work that during the playoffs? Do you think it's going to be rest as much as we can before the playoffs and then all-out sprint? Or do you think he's going to work in some rest days, rest innings during the playoffs? Um, Love the show. Can't wait to hear uh, what you guys got going on in the future. Go Yanks. They're going to work in rest days. Uh, We've kind of talked about this a lot. Phil might have called before all that. I I think that they're going to pick and choose their series, like the the two games against Tampa – I think the Angels series are going to be get healthy series, and they might surround Sevy and Stanton with the A lineup. Um, but you know the Tigers, they're not going to run out the A lineup because if they have a, a pitcher who can throw a, a ball correctly, they they should be able to beat them with the B lineup bats. The pitching, Jake, do you think they'll do a full punt day with the pitching again? Sixteen games left. Two more of those, you think? Like. Nestor to to Lions to Guerin to Chance Adams. Uh, I don't know if they can. Honestly, they can win games with the B bats. They can't win games with the B arms. They're so bad. And that that's the only part that truly sucked about the loss to the Tigers. Like it, losses happen. It is what it is. But if you were willing at one point in that game to use Adovino in Britain then jump in a little earlier and stop the bleeding a little bit. Um, Jim, I, I'm not giving any promises, man, because there's a doubleheader tomorrow, and we, we're going to use a lot of arms, and that could set us up for a, another day. All so right, it's, doubleheader um, aside, 14 games after that, because you're right. With the doubleheader, there, we're going to see a lot of sloppy pitchers. And I think there are three off days. I think Monday's an off day, and then I think there's a split week coming up. I think two is probably the number that you're going to see slobs out there, and you just hope that there's two blowout wins that we could use them in. Because you're you're right, our our C squad hitting is pretty impressive. Our B squad pitching is horrendous. Yeah, and and that's not really a shot at the Yankees either. There there's no team in baseball that their 14th pitcher is a good dude. <laughs> like that's not how baseball works. Yeah, that's true. So I, I think give me like maximum two more, Jim. I'll gi- I'll give you something more so on the lineup. Do you think they could go more so spring training mode, and they could like start their good lineups kind of every day, and then just sub them in after an at bat or two? Would you Would you prefer that? Yeah, I'd prefer that for that last stretch. Um the last stretch of games, it's away, two in Tampa and then three in Texas. I would prefer that, Jake, because I think that gets the guys in their routine of starting every day and going through the motions of starting every day and whatever their pregame routine is and in the cages and doing this and get your two, one, two at-bats, maybe do it, let them decide, hey, you know, I was fucking terrible in the first two. I need one more. Or, you know what, I got two hits I'm good, but I actually I think that's a great idea for, to round out the season because that routine is right. what's what you need. You need you know to get into that that rhythm of starting every day. So yeah, I like that. Maybe maybe you know Toronto through Texas. That's what they do. The A lineup starts, and then they just get subbed out 
earlier. Yeah, de- definitely that last series at Texas. Um, we'll we'll see what they do. I mean, there's there's so many ways to skin a cat. Um, where do you usually start? When I skin a cat, eyeballs, right? That made me cringe a little. Yeah, that's pretty. Gr- I tried to think of the grossest thing I could. That was bad. Yeah. What up, Point Yanks? Willie from the South Street Seaport. Shout out Fish Market, best Yankees bar in Manhattan. Shout Jeff, out. What's up? If you know, you know. Um, quick question. I was wondering if you guys think that if Hicks and Stanton both don't come back, do you think we can run the table and win the World Series? I don't see it. I think Hicks is definitely out for the year. I don't know about Stanton, maybe. Willie. Willie. Been running the table without him, Willie. <laughs> Willie. <laughs> they ain't been playing Willie. I mean, Willie, we say this in a nice way, but they ain't been playing. They ain't. You got the best record in baseball. Hey, guys, this is Austin from the Rochester area. What a thought. Heard a couple of voicemails from a while back saying what each player would be doing at the party. But I don't know if you guys have said what they're actually going to bring to the party. Just a thought, whether it be a beach party or house party. All right. Hot take, Jake does not suck. Have a good one, guys. Go Yanks. Austin from Rochester, a known liar. Please don't call in with your hot takes. Thank We've kind of done this already. Like, who's going to bring it's what? what are they bringing to the party? Yeah, what are they bringing to the party? So we need a party. Well, so we what's, did what's beach barbecue already. We did the beach thing. Okay. What about, like, football Sunday? Is that fun enough? All right, we'll do football Sunday. Okay. Ottavino is bringing like all the dips his wife made. I was going to I was going to go Adavino brings an Etsy dip. It's like a no no how there's that football field dip you can make. That's Adavino and his wife. That's their Saturday project. He brings that. CC's bringing like a rack of ribs. I was going to go wings. I was going wings. Like delicious from his favorite place. He's not making Oh yeah, them. he flew he flew him in from Oakland. Yeah, they're That's, his favorite. You there's gotta no try question. Yeah. Or his mother made them. Yeah. Gardner. Just beer. Just like a case of Bud Heavies. Adds up. Chad Green, nothing. Pack of gum. <laughs> no, just nothing. It's like, ah, okay. Doesn't address it either. Stuff? No. Who else is there? Glaber? Probably like some sort of tequila. Glaber and Gio bring the same tequila, and they're like laughing about it. They're laughing. You got to figure one of the Latin guys brings like a really cool salsa or something. Like there's, there, there's, a, there's a Latin guy salsa area, and then an everybody else salsa era. Okay. Area. Um, one of the Latin guys... Brings a soccer ball and says, this is real football. Yeah, classic joke. All-timer. <laughs> Edwin. Stad <laughs> joke. Yeah, that's good. Edwin oh, also we were says, watching football. I also brought Glaber. <laughs> yeah. Glaber drove me. All right. 
going on, guys? This is Connor from Jersey, now at the University of South Carolina. Uh, question is, is current Yankee player, do you think, what well, current Yankee players, I should say, uh, do you think we get along really well with certain, like, are Babe Ruth and Luke Voigt just drinking, drinking beers and chowing down hot dogs together? Something like that. Uh, go Yanks. Uh, see you guys later. Man, different era, man. I don't think Babe yeah. Ruth or Mickey Mantle get along with any of the people on this team. I think they call them fucking pussies and, like, whatever that term was back then. Like, you don't drink? We used to drink, like, you know, you going to play drunk on Saturdays? Or are you fucking right. pussy? Yogi gets along with everyone. Yogesh gets along at every No, it's the fun. I, I think you see this in a group of people when you have when you have two people that cover up the same niche in your friend group. Like like they're if you if you bring together a couple groups of friends and you have the two guys that are entertainers and you're kind of looking at each other, you're sizing sizing each other up a little bit, and then you kinda have a moment of the side where like you talk to each other on a real level, like you know, I, you know, these are these are my people. Well, no, these are my people. I think that would be such a good Jeter and Judge at this party. Like there, there'd be an image of Jeter and Judge with their arms crossed, like not looking at each other. They're standing side by side, and they just lean their neck and they they say a sentence every now and then. Uh, I'd love. I've said this. Uh, I don't know where I said it. I'd love to know what Judge thinks of Jeter. Honestly, right? Like only his parents know. Like, does he not think of him? Does he think of him as the Marlins uh, man? Does he know the constant comparisons and that he does answer questions just like him? Is it right. annoying to be constantly compared to him? So he's like, fuck that. As um, Jeter never, like, reached out and been friendly, so he kind of is like, this sucks. Like, I just love to know, and we'll right. never, ever know. But I'd love to but know. Because yeah. he's I've Jeter, and he'd answer politically correct. I've, I've got the arms crossed, and Jeter's like, so you... uh. You haven't tried doing the gift bag thing, huh? He's like, you should try it out. Just telling you. Works. Yeah. And Torres and Phil Rizzuto would get along, and that's obvious. And that's obvious. Finally, someone I can see eye to eye with. Yeah. Hey, this is Owen from Minneapolis. Uh, go Yanks. Jordan Montgomery. Pitched three innings. While we're fucking around with the Tigers, um, I have a prediction. I'm pretty sure what I, I know what you guys are going to say, but my prediction is that Gumby will have a phenomenal outing one time in the playoffs. Whoa! I'm guessing ALCS Game Five. Whoa. He's going to throw three innings of shutout ball. And we're going to remember him as a god, no matter what he does next year or the rest of his career. Go Yanks. Love you guys. Congrats on all the success. What do you think about that from Owen, Jake? Hey, I wouldn't hate it if it's a good thing. Um, and I mean, yeah, let's if we get to see two Gumby games and he looks good and he takes a spot from Sessa, no fight here. Okay. Take the spot from Sessa Gumby. Fucking do it. Do it. Next up, Jake, we have Luke's voicemail of the day. Wow. Which is brought to you by Instinct Dog Training. 
have a dog, have a dog, have a friend named Jake, sign them up for instinct certified veterinarian recommended training. They can help with obedience. Does he uh, bite you all the time? Manners. Does he not say please and thank you? Behavior issues like fear. Is he scared of loud noises? Is he does he hide when the vacuum comes out? Aggression. Does he, does he attack he the bag? vacuum? Is he a drinker? Yeah. Have drugs found their way into his everyday lifestyle? Yeah. Does he suffer from anxiety weighed down from the weight of the world and all its pressures of trying to make it in this nine to five grind? It's Noodle, just, I, I found, found this bag of pot. You've been smoking with that John Boy fella again, huh? Yeah, yeah. You got to well, get some training. You're you're going, you are on your way to instinct dog training. You know, I might even get you private lessons so you don't have friends to be around. Right. And I'm going to use code talking yanks when booking to get 10% off board and train camp or private lessons. So if you got dog with problems or a friend named Jake, sign him up for instinctdogtraining.com. Use code talking yanks when booking to receive 10% off board and train camp or private lessons. Go to the site. Click around a little bit. The uh, the, the owner's a, a friend of the program, a, a fan of the program. They got offices. And, uh, they got places in uh, facilities in Manhattan and Bergen County. Bring your dog there. Take a picture of them. Send that picture to me. Jake, I wanted to let our audience know in a moment of uh, transparency, because we are pretty transparent with you guys nonstop. We've been growing. Things have been going really well. And the ads are going to change a little bit moving forward because, hey, we're going to have actually a sales team that helps us with advertisements and we don't have to do it ourselves anymore. And it's exciting. And I'm a little hesitant. um, So bear with us as we go through this process of seeing what what style ads and amount of ads best fit our audience and all of that. Um, But just know. It's great for us, and it's going to allow us to do a lot more and all that good stuff. And we thank you guys for getting us to this point. I just want to let you know, be on the lookout. I don't know if it's next episode or five episodes away, but at some point, um, the ads will be changing a little bit, like a real show. The real boy. All right, here's the voicemail of the day. Boys, what's going on? It's Greco down in Dallas. Um, Had a few things on my mind the last few weeks. The main one is, let me kick you a scenario. John and Susan are getting old. In a few years, maybe they retire. You guys keep blowing up. Maybe they ask you to fill in and be the radio voices of the Yankees. Here's my question. Do you feel obligated to keep doing the home run calls? Do you keep the traditional ones or make up some of your own? And Jake, do you feel like you've got to do the Roman voice as a home run call? It's a fly ball. Deep to right, it is high, it is far, it is gone, all right, here comes the judge. Was that that Susan Wallman doing a call? That was was my ancient Rome voice from Laughs from the Past. Yeah, that was your ancient Rome voice. That's what he said. Um, Can you hit us? By the way. I love. Can you hit us with your ancient Rome voice with the call? Do um, a bomb from a rod. Ancient Rome orator, a rod from a bomb from a rod. 
Uh, the 2-2 two -two to Rodriguez. It is far. It is far. It is gone. An A-bomb from A-Rod. Not the bad. The Roman Coliseum's going nuts. A little more shrill, I think, usually. A lot of A's in there. I think it's tough to shrill an A. Okay, burn, baby, burn. I, I mean, <laughs> we get lost in this. <laughs> um, I'll say this. I don't want to be the people to replace John and Susan. Oh, well, that's, it's a, what's it's a trap. What terrible gig. <laughs> that's a trap. Someone, uh, someone casually said like, oh, yeah, bought a new radio station. Uh, we're looking for spots to fill. Why don't you send over your podcast? Maybe. you know. And they, they're just throwing a bone because it's not actually going to happen. And I was like, man. What would it take for me to, to go do like a midday terrestrial radio show? Was that terrestrial? Yeah, terrestrial. Like ET? Uh, no, not like ET. Terrestrial. That's that's a different word. You never heard of it called that? That's what it's called. I know the extraterrestrial, that's like an alien, E.T. Terrestrial radio. Any radio signal that travels along the land is broadcast from a land-based station and is received by land-based receivers is called terrestrial radio. You never heard, like, I guess you don't listen to a lot of terrestrial radio. No. You listen to the fan. They say it a lot. Right. The number one show on terrestrial radio. Bro. Right here, the Yankees lost oh, a series no. to Detroit. I was wondering. I saw your brain start firing, and the words didn't come out yet, and I was wondering where you were going, and it's schmoozer time. Uh, Detroit, the worst team in baseball. The Yankees, the best. We'll give them a run for our money. That was bad, but I love the schmoozer. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not even gonna. I've got some tiger jokes in there for the schmoozer. But again, we could get lost in that really quickly. Yeah. Chance Adams. Who didn't have a chance? It's <laughs> <laughs> probably what he said, to be honest. What's up, boys? It is Jordan from Boston. Watching the game tonight. Glaber just hit number 34. Cannot believe in his second season he already has 34 jacks. Who knows how many he's going to have when you guys play this, but... Wanted to know, what's the biggest surprise this year? Is it Talkman? Is it Stanton not playing? Is it Glaber with 34 bombs? Let me know. Go Yanks. I got asked this on MLB Network or DAZN. It's Gio Urshela for me. Talkman is is crazy, but he's like Voight where he never had a chance in the MLB. So it was like, you know, if you ask Talkman or people that watched him in the minors, they're like, this isn't a surprise. This is what he's done. He never he never started games now. He came as a pinch hitter, so I don't think it's that surprising. Gio Urshela had like two legit chances, Jake, at an MLB career, and yeah. was swinging a wet newspaper at the dish, and now he's like was in contention for a batting title, and is uh, the bat is just as good as the glove. That is the biggest surprise of the season for me, hands down. Yeah. Ur Urshela is up there, man. Um, I guess I think the only other candidate would be Domingo. Yeah, but you even called that, and you're a simpleton, so for you to be able to call it. Right. If I could if I could be able to put together those thoughts, anyone can. Yeah, I, Urshela is the right answer because he, like, 
he had an opportunity. And, dude, it was so funny. I had my, my first whoa moment was that first time we went to play the Indians. I want to say it was in June or July. Um, and it was right. It was when we traded for Edwin. And we were in Cleveland, and Gio was boys with all those boys. And they showed the highlight of that play he made at third base where he dives across the third baseline and, like, from one knee he throws over the runner. I think it's Torres, so over the runner, not as impressive. But he makes the throw, and they tag Torres out at home plate. And it's like, that was that dude? Because mm-hmm. as you know, my affinity for third base, I saw that play, and I, like, I flashback, and I was there watching it again. Like, my body went back. G- gagging um, on Swedish fish. Oh, my God. <laughs> Another Swedish fish binge. Um so, yeah, Urshel is up there, Domingo, and Jim, you you gave me a little compliment on there because I, I took a chance on Domingo before the season. You'll also remember this, and this wasn't me taking much of a chance, but I had a weird freak out before the season started where I was like, what if Glaber gets better? Like, I said that on, like, every podcast leading up to the season because I it never went through my head, and now we're seeing it. We're seeing it. We're seeing it. What's going on, guys? Uh, just calling to talk about uh, Chad Green. Uh, he pitched three innings the other night. What's going on with that? Uh, I feel like we don't give enough love to Chad the dad. Um, yeah, how do you feel about him being like a big, long reliever? Does he fit that role? Or the fact that he can go just one to three innings? That all sounds great. Uh, talk about it. Thank you. Yeah, I think you know we've talked about it a good amount. They're, they, they clearly, by design, stretched him out. I've thrown him 30 pitches in his last, I mean, I can bring it up, but in his last, I think, five outings, he's gone 30-plus pitches. Ooh, there might be one in there that's less than because we needed him. But um, let's see. Yeah, there's one. So, like, listen to his last seven outings, 35 pitches, 35 pitches, 34 pitches, 40. Then there's an 18-inning outing where we just needed him to get one out for us um, because something happened. Someone got hurt. I forget what it was. Then uh, 39 pitches and 37 pitches. Jim, that's when Britton got hurt. Yeah. Just remember Chad, or Chad came in and he was like uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Chad needs to yeah, know when Yeah, Britton cr- cramped up. So that, that yeah. 18 from Chad almost doesn't really count because by design they made a swift change um, halfway through August to say, like, okay, time to stretch Chad out. Before that, you know, it's 11, 24, 21, 24, 25. You know, it's it's more of like a fireman type thing. And so, yeah, it's by design, and I think it's for the playoffs. And I'm excited about it. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a really good weapon to have. If a starter sucks, like we just saw with Tanaka, he could only go four innings. Say that's the playoffs. His, his leash is probably shorter. Last year, we didn't have this guy. When Sevy sucked and CC sucked, they didn't have like, okay, boom, Chad's the replacement. He goes Jim, the three. Break, the, break, the breakout in case of emergency guy was Dellen. Yeah, that's who they used, and he was awesome. They moved Dellen up, and it was cool. But <laughs> if you could save Dellen, that's also cool. Yeah, so I'm excited about what they're doing with Chad. Hey, what's up, John Boy and Jake? This is Amato in California. 
Wanted to know what you guys think about the pairing of CC Sabathia and Domingo Herman here the rest of the season. Uh, Sabathia starting, going three or four, hopefully, and then coming on in with Herman. I personally love it because I want to see Herman get 20 wins this year, but I don't want to see him expend a bunch of innings. So you can't get a win as a starting pitcher, but you can come in in number two. So save CC a little bit, let Herman get his 20, and let's see what they both have going into October. Want to see your thoughts? We talked about this on the pregame. Thank you, Amato. I, I always think he says this is a motto from California, and then I I'm waiting for him to drop a like a life motto on me, you know. Oh. And then I'm like, oh, that's his name, Amato. Oh. So if you just come with like you know a cool motto, Amato's motto. Yeah, please. You know. Gotcha. Do you have a life motto? Uh, not really. Um, if I would, it's, it's probably something darker than I normally bring to talking Yanks. So I have one. What do you got? You know it. Eat a bug. No, try your hardest, do your best. It's not bad. Uh, what's the end of it? But nothing matters. Try your hardest, do your best. But nothing matters. Mediocre. You used to have another line in there. Average is ideal. Average is ideal. Yeah. Average ain't bad. Um, I'll switch it to that. Average ain't bad. Okay. My dad hated that last line. Yeah. Try your hardest to do your best. It's basically. Because, yeah, you're supposed to, like, strive for more. But the uh, the thing is, like, do good and try your hardest and do your best, but not because if you don't attain what you wanted, it'll crush right. you. Do it just because that's what you should be doing. And if you don't reach it or attain it, hey, you tried your hardest, you did your best. If you've done your best, you should be happy where you land. Yeah, with your effort. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like cool. you're not going to be able to fly, Jake. But if you try your hardest and do your best at it, you'd be you'd be happy with you know that you tried. You're also yeah, dead. You could probably. fly once. I think that's called falling with style. Hell yes. Oh yeah. I mean, your character from from Toy Story is Rex. I don't have a Toy Story character. Okay, that's something else. CC and Herman. I talked about this on the pregame show. I feel a little bad for Herman. <laughs> That he doesn't get the start. And uh, I, I also think that it, uh, to spite CeCe in his last two, three weeks here would leave a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths because it's not necessary. Um, but uh, I wonder how, how it works. So, like, I wouldn't want, you know, they batted Posada ninth, and that was, like, a really sour taste for Posada and everyone. Posada wasn't good, so I understand yeah. like what I understand it. But like when you look at back at that now, it's like that wasn't necessary. Or when Joe Torrey batted A Rod eighth just to like teach him a lesson, it's like in the end, like this just comes off as kind of like unnecessary, a bit petty. Um, and this wouldn't be petty, but like let CC get his start in three innings because you know it's gonna, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna hinder his pride a little if he doesn't um, in the regular season. Now I think Herman should be starting in the postseason. I think I don't know. And and hopefully, I mean, CeCe can find a little something and, and you know, look look all right. Look like at least the CeCe we've seen the past couple of years. Um, and, Jim, because you're right, we did talk about this on the pregame show. If you haven't been, check it out. Um, and, Jim, this is kind of a new revelation since then, but in the playoffs you have to start Herman because if you start CeCe or Hap, and they get 
touched up and you have to go to Herman, it's like, why'd we even bother? Like, we screwed up if that happens, you know? Yeah. Like if if Herman goes out there, he he does his thing, if does well or gets touched up, and you need CC to come in and get a tough lefty or something like that. Or you know if he if Herman clearly doesn't have it and you need to go to Hap or CC, you can then say, well, Herman didn't have it, so we tried going to Hap or CC. If Hap or CC don't have it, and then you go to Herman, it's like, well, why are we already down to nothing? That was dumb. Yeah. They can't start ceasing the playoffs. Come on. Can't do it. Can't play with them. Can't play with them. All right, next call. Fellas, it's Bubak from Nebraska again. I'm not on the mower. I don't have a cold, uh, ice cold silver snoot in my hand. I'm actually at work painting a wall right now, which is not fun by any means. But hey, I got to got a dilemma here. Maybe you guys can help me. Uh, my crafting, my awesome crafting that I do with the home plate signs. Uh, I've got a couple inquiries for a Red Sox home plate flag. And, you know, I'm all about making money, but I just, ooh. It's kind of moral to you. I just don't know if I can bring myself to making a really cool-looking Red Sox home plate flag. Um, what would you guys do? Help me out, fellas. Love the show. Love what you do. Go Yanks. Bubak made us, uh, I'll show the chat if I can, a cool home plate flag uh, that has the Yankees logo as, like, you know, where the stars and where the stars are and then stripes and then a talking Yanks logo on it as well. I have it in the office. I love it. I told him you should make them for a lot of teams. They're cool. Uh, it's like a home hanging on your wall. It's home plate flag. Uh, yeah, you got to make a Red Sox one. I don't know. I mean, you know what you got to do? Like when uh, they built the new Yankee Stadium, a Red Sox fan buried a, uh, a Red Sox jersey in the concrete, and Steinbrenner like went and dug it up. You got to leave like in pencil a little note on the back that just says like, Red Sox sock. Red Sox are bad, is what I'd put. Yeah. Sign it, uh, Dombrowski. I might D-D. Yeah. What's going on, John boy? Papi Goldo. Jake. <laughs> it's your boy, Angel Torres from Virginia. So I was just thinking right now, um, if you have to guess who out of our coaching staff, who do you think will be the next manager in another um, in another major league team? Who do you think has the qualities to be the uh, manager next year? I was just curious, thinking that right now. Go Yanks! We did this once before, and we really didn't have an answer. Um, like, I don't think Nevin... He's too much of that one personality, kind of, it seems at least. Yeah. Bard, we said he's like the least, he got motherfucker last episode. He's the least vocal bench coach. Like, I don't even know, like, Larry's next in line, and Larry was a manager who failed, and he can't be a manager. He's too curmudgeon Like, you need to be flexible yeah. with your personality, and neither of them really have it. So, uh, I don't know. Who Bard, do you got? Bard, Beltran, 
if if we're counting him. Oh, if we count Beltran, then it's Beltran. Or uh, Jim, the wild card is Marcus Timms. I, I mean, he can point. We mentioned Gio Urshela. We mentioned the growth of a lot of hitters. We mentioned Mike T. I mean, he he can take credit for a lot of those guys. At, not saying whether deserved or not, because that sounds a little rude. Um, but uh, I don't know. You, you could see someone point at Marcus Timms and being like, he knows something about hitting. He's well-liked. Run it. He is well-liked. What about Harkey? Love Mike Harkey. You do? Yeah. Okay, I do too. We used to talk about Mike Harkey a lot. I'm going to start talking about him more. Okay, last voicemail of the day. Last one. What's up, guys? This is Nick from Utica, New York. Three quick things. What's the deal with Nestor answering the phone in the bullpen? I thought it was funny. Larry Rothschild didn't seem crazy about it. Um, two, what's the deal with the fact that they still have phones with cords to use in the bullpen? I feel like technology should be a little more advanced. I don't know why they still do that. And three, give Paxton the ball. He is a beast. All right, guys. Thanks. Keep doing it. The hey, a wired phone will always work better than a non-wired phone. I mean, that's just that's just how that works. Kinda. You see a weird amount of issues for phones I mean, that are wired to just one other phone. You get an uh, unwired phone in the bullpen and a prankster out there. They're hiding the phone. Oh yeah. They're like keeping it under their seat. Like I'm the phone guy. Mike Carkey's not standing for that. Well, I'm saying Mike Harkey has his own personal cell phone on him. No, illegal. Okay. Nestor did have to answer the phone. So did Chad. They all had to answer the phone. Harkey was busy. I don't know what that transaction was. I was kind of out of it, so I didn't like really look into it. Just seemed like they called and said, hey, he might come in this inning. And Nestor went and told Harkey, like, I say he's need him this inning. Well, it was just wild because I think the phone stopped working and then Harkey is literally trying to yell to the dugout from the bullpen and it's like, what year is it? He did the whistle. And he like, did the whistle. It's like, Harkey, that's just it's not going to work. No chance. There's uh, no way that so, you're whistling and they're hearing you. Yeah. Right, it's dumb. Uh, dumb. Dumb. That was our last voicemail, Jake. All 20. We got through them. Not bad. How you feeling about it? Feel pretty good. I poured myself this glass of water. I didn't drink any of it. Now I got kind of a headache. That's a bummer. Dude, I had a LaCroix here. I forgot to even open it. It's behind the laptop. I'm so dumb. Doesn't pay to be dumb. Dumb life. Why don't you make that like your brand? Like we'll make shirts that say bad brain, dumb life. Yeah, make my mom cry. No, that's fine. I think that's a good T-shirt. No, brand. that's fine. You know, like that the, that company Life is Good, and it was just a kid in college who made a little f- figurine of a person and wrote right. Life is Good, and now it's worth millions of dollars. Right. The opposite of that. You just make we make a whole clothing line that says Bad Brain or like uh, what was the term we were just saying? Dumb something. Swedish fish. Dumb life. Dumb life. <laughs> yeah. Just lowercase letters on a shirt. Says dumb life. Now the whole world knows, Jim. Congrats. It's not about you. Other people can wear it and feel akin to you, that they're in it with you. Jim, I'm telling you, just told the idea. Someone's going to take it and run with it. Oh, oh, oh we're locked oh, up in baseball season. Jeez. No, we're pretty transparent here. If you steal that idea from us, we will cut off You're one of you. You're willing your... to have it. Okay. What'd you say? 
I'd say I was kind of fading out and uh, this is the end of the episode. Thanks to everyone that called in. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow to recap game one, which was a doozy. And then the double header. Busy, busy day for us tomorrow, Jake. Tune into the pregame show. Tune into everything. Thank you very much. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs> <laughs>